We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Christian Martinez. No? Four and a half? Why? Because he's four and a half. That's all. Oh, <laughs> Only reason. I for- I forgot you need to save salary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big baller JD over there. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Wednesday by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk some Major League Soccer. JD, starting with you, since you seem to have like $115 in your budget, um, it seems like a lot of people have a lot of money. I sent you a first draft of my team uh, last night, and your response was, that looks like mine, except I have two better players. And that's really what it seems like it's coming down to. Like, I'm basically looking for budget, like, defenders, and you could take all the high-priced guys you want. Yeah, I had a revelation um, after this past game week. And you guys can agree or disagree, but I was thinking, what if we just had a fixed salary cap every week? Like, what? why does our salary cap need to go up and down uh, that's what's causing all of the problems. Because if it was just a price rise with like players becoming expensive or not expensive based on performance, that's kind of what we want to happen. I don't know that it would still be happening in the, the most efficient or accurate way. But I, I don't know why the they need to make it tougher for people that do poorly to compete for the rest of the season. It seems like you would like to have everybody... Um, have a shot all year you wouldn't want to hinder the people that had a a rough couple weeks and then 
force them to stop paying attention. So I, I guess I was just thinking about the whole why does our salary cap go up anyway? Um, that might fix some things. But yeah, I, I'm at 107.8, <laughs> and I I think um, I think there's a lot of people that have more than me because last there week I, I only had like a four million price rise. Um, I could have gamed it to be like a six million or more, but I just I opted to to try and get performance rather than uh, price rise in certain aspects. But um, yeah, if if this keeps up for another two weeks, there's going to be like uh, some people are going to have a ten million dollar difference, or even actually even probably more. Yeah, probably more than somebody else who's ahead of them in the standings that's actually been picking who they think is going to do well. And that's I mean a ten million dollar difference is literally two more elite players than uh than that other person has yeah i my response to the moving salary cap is it seemed like the one of the um one of the points of this new dynamic pricing that we'll call it um i don't even want to call it dynamic pricing that almost gives it too much credit but like (laughs) the reason uh or one of the points on like the front page of like the mls soccer uh fantasy page is like um to not only find guys that are going to do well, but to like to find them first, like get these guys before everybody else. And so it's like the price rise is that incentive. Like who, who do I think is going to do well before everyone else so that I can like lock that in? The problem is, is that it doesn't work right now. It's like you're who you're focusing instead on of who did well last week. And I don't care what they do this week. Cause I know I'm getting a price rise. Right, but as somebody who's only at one hundred and three point seven, I I agree. We should just keep a salary cap altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler, what do you think? Yeah, I mean that was my strategy going into last week. Was basically after uh, our podcast last week, just kind of opened my eyes to the the major salary changes that were right there in front of your face, regardless of if the guy scored a point or if he scored ten points. Like you're probably getting five hundred thousand. Uh, uptick in salary as long as you can spot those uh, those price risers and I loaded up on those guys I think my bankroll went up about six million and so it was a little bit at the expense of uh, taking a uh, points hit um, which I'm fine with it this you know we're in what week three of the season like I guess the split seasons kind of affects that somewhat but for me like to go ahead and get that bankroll uh, built up to where I can afford the the big dogs on down the road like I think that's going to make up for it so I don't know. I mean, I see where JD is coming from. Like, yeah, that would be uh, ideal. But I guess, as we all know, like the salary changes are kind of have, have been part of the fantasy game. I think it's always going to be a part of the fantasy game. And um, it's just this season is just, it's just so bizarre. So um, it's something that we've got to deal with, I guess. Do we know if there are maximums yet? I think 500,000 is. No, I mean, in total salary. Like if somebody, um, if Josef Martinez scores four straight hat tricks, like is he going to be at twenty bucks or like it won't be that high? But like, do they cap out at some point? Obviously, four is the bottom. Yeah, I haven't seen anything as far as a a cap. Yeah, I mean, twelve is our first real indicator, right? Because no one's at twelve yet. Uh, I believe that's right. Yeah. So if uh, I don't know who would be the first one to hit it, probably Martinez. Um. Yeah. yeah, I don't know 11, the upcoming. Yeah. I don't know the upcoming schedule past this week, but I mean yeah. Nikolic is at eleven point six, but he's uh, going to be battling that 
dud that he threw up last week. So right, right. Um, yeah. Either way, I'm not going to f- be able to afford any of these guys now. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the the Joseph Martinez thing really um, <laughs> really threw a wrench into the weekend's plans because I think a lot of people had Via and then they pivoted to Martinez. I had neither to begin with, so I did not pivot to Martinez, and um, that was rough. For for full disclosure, I'm particularly salty about this game because I made the wrong decision last week. Like I had Via, I saw the Via news, and I specifically went in and made the change. But instead of going to Josef Martinez, I went to Javinko because I already had Almiron and Vialba, and I'm like, I think this might be a little too much, and obviously, it was not. <laughs> Yeah, you were trying to get fancy with Vialba. I was. Not only that, but also then to go to Javinko. I was like, oh, people are a little low on Javinko. He's got a decent matchup. But yeah, I just, I either way overthought it or way underthought it. Or if you could do both at the same time, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I'll throw the game a bone. Switching my lineup on mobile was not the worst thing i expected that it was going to be worse um i wish i would have switched a couple more times and checked lineups because i uh missed moving tinner home to zussi um like my plan was if tinner home wasn't going to play but oh well notifications would be fun yeah jd must have had some extracurricular activities going on saturday night it sounds like yeah i mean it's st patrick's day it was uh it was fun it's what those young bucks do (laughs) skylar Oh, that's right. I, yeah, I mean, while I'm out there, uh, you know, uh, hauling my son to out-of-town soccer tournaments and missing David Villa updates, JD's <laughs> out there partying, drinking green beer on St. Patrick's. Uh, that's it. No, no green beer. Um, yeah, I am getting a little bit old for it, but but not too old yet. Well, I yeah, it doesn't happen that often. So <laughs> I think the moral of the story is that regardless, I mean, fantasy players still live still lead busy lives so i mean this format this season like i'm already three weeks out of the gate i'm already just like my team seems like it's in shambles i'm gonna have to uh, i don't know i've got to get the guys in a players only meeting or something and figure out what's going on because <laughs> it's just it's been brutal the new setup is is just to where you got to be on on alert all the time so yeah you know, it just hasn't happened this this first few weeks i've got to shift into gear yeah, there was a conversation about it um, on Reddit that I jumped in on. But it was basically the people have been asking for this for years, like the, the rolling lock. And it seems like now that we have it, um, we don't really want it. And we were like, actually, this is we made a mistake. We don't want this because it's again, I, I keep going back to it doesn't seem like this game is meant for like casuals, but obviously that's the point of fan of a fantasy a league fantasy game is to get casual people to play so that they can be more involved. But like this is rolling lock is like the opposite of casual. I, I disagree a little bit. I still, I like it so much better than the not rolling lock from last year because it, nothing was worse than when you captained say David via and then you did not have the chance to switch them. I mean, that just pretty much means you're not going to win the league right away so at least like this one the excuse is like you can only fault yourself or your life before you could fault the game (laughs) okay (laughs) okay all right that's fair enough that's fair enough all right let's jump into the uh (laughs) 
into week four here, which starts um, at 1.30 Eastern on Saturday. It's only six games because of the international semi-break. Um, we've got the Revolution home against New York City FC. Uh, as we mentioned, David Villa didn't play last week. Uh, he is basically questionable for this week. Playing on turf usually doesn't make guys want to sprint back to playing. I believe I read somewhere that David Villa has never scored up in uh, Foxborough. And um, they, uh, New York City FC will also be missing Rodney Wallace, which I think may be a plus. Unfortunately, they don't have Matarita to back him up. And they're without Alexander Ring. Uh, so, J.D., is this opportunity for Chris Tierney in the revolution? I mean, I I guess. Are we even assuming Tierney's going to start? I don't know. Gabriel Somi is back. He had yeah. a concussion. Um, I think he's back. He's training anyway. So, right. who knows if he gets in in time. <clears throat> Everyone is, uh, is flipping out about Tierney now that he scored that late equalizer. Um, but I will remind everyone, A, it was against the Rapids, B, it was deflected, and C, it was against Tim Howard, who looks like his feet are grounded in cement. Um, so I don't, I don't but know. But other than that, get... he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't get that excited about Tierney. Um, I think the Revs have uh, a fighting chance this weekend, but I still think they're, they're just a much worse team. So I still like New York City FC to, to at least get a tie here. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what Friedel did over the the bye week. Um, we'll see if they they really try to come out and press New York, who may not have as many familiar options up top. Uh, but I, I think New York have the quality to to still win without Alexander Ring and probably David Villa, and that's arguably their two best players. Skyler, any opportunity for the Revs? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they uh, probably have a little momentum coming off uh, a season-opening win at home. Um, JD, I think that uh, that deflected shot would have go- gone in regardless. By the way, on the uh, tyranny free kick. But fair point. I mean, let's not get too excited about him. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if he's going to start. I think. Uh, How do you know? Like Somi's back. <laughs> I watched it a couple times. It was it was deflected like really significantly to the other side of the goal. I don't. It would be tough to tell, but I know. Hey, hey, I'm I'm a uh, big tyranny fan over here. Just You're let, a me have, let me have my moment. <laughs> He's yeah, a tyranny. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was happy for the vet, um, but I don't know if he keeps his starting job. I mean, you'd think that that might be enough to um, to lock it up. But um, the Rebs were pretty big on Somi in the off season. Sounds like he's back. Uh, you know, he's recovered okay from the head injury or what whatnot. So. Um, either way, I mean, I think the Revs do have a shot at getting a result here, um, as it's always been with them, though. Good luck picking out which players perform for fantasy. Yeah. Um, or even start. Yeah, but luckily we'll know. Yeah, um, first game. First, assuming we're not taking kids to soccer tournaments and such. But um, Right. Yeah, if, open if, game this weekend. I'm looking forward to, to a bounce-back week this week. Oh, cool. Um, if Tierney starts, Jesus Medina is an even more appealing option because I think he could – destroy tyranny he looks really good yeah, yeah i mean looking... he, he was better last week in on both ends of the field i think and i don't know if via being out kind of let him grow into the game a little bit more or what but um yeah i think he he obviously looks really good it's just he's a winger so it's tough to trust him in a midfield spot sometimes in terms of production uh fantasy wise yeah he's been good 
I'm uh, I'm wondering when Lee Wynn gets integrated into this rev squad. I mean, apparently he's been in training. Um, Friedel said it's up to him as to when he, uh, you know, works his way back into the mix. But you know, Christian Nemeth is out this weekend on international duties, so I he doesn't play anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a full runout, but I mean, let's get Wynn back into the mix, and that might give us somebody that we can actually target on the revs. Yes. My I favorite. think it's more likely that he gets integrated into the Chicago Fire offense. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they get something for him. I think my favorite thing about last week was Ishmael Tajor. Is it Tajori? That's good with me. Okay. Um, scores his first goal, starts for Villa, gets his first goal, and is rewarded with a 500000 price drop on FMLS. Um, wow. No Kellen Rolove? Agadello, uh, Bunbury? Not not really. Um, was, me neither. But. He was pretty bad, I think, in that first start. Yeah. All right, fair I enough. Just, I mean, I, there's, there's other games I want to target, I guess. I mean, Rose, Rose is probably going to make my midfielder rankings, but he's not going to be a guy that will probably end up in my lineup. Well, your midfield rankings are like 50 deep, so he probably will. <laughs> how, are, how are you doing the forward rankings this week? Or yeah, I guess got, we both do twenty, huh? Yeah, so I've I've started in. I'm about ten deep, and I'm already struggling. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at Jack McBean, wondering if uh, Colorado's new striker they they signed is going to be uh, featured this weekend. I'm I'm uh, I'm reaching here. Yeah, it's it, forward rankings are rough this week. But uh, the one thing I'll say about Tajori is it seems like the the price change is based on um, just kind of points per game, but also your value. Yes. Um, but when you sub on, I think they probably count that game as you like playing 90 minutes. I don't know if it's weighted by minutes because that seems to be what's really penalizing people. Because if it was just points per minute or some kind of thing like that, I mean, subbing on for a couple minutes wouldn't hurt Tajori that much. Um. I have no answer. Yeah, we're, still, we're still working on that algorithm. <laughs> uh, Andrew's working on something really special for the RotoWire site for any uh, fantasy MLS season-long players. We're get we're getting there. I no pressure on him or anything, but um, we're getting there. It could be a it could be a big upgrade on the the current uh, available resource on MLSsoccer.com. Mm. Well, we already have a ton that's already available on RotoWire.com that is well better than what's on. MLS web fantasy website. Yeah, so. like you can filter pretty much any of the Opta stats you right. want and download it to an Excel file. Yep, uh, huge feature right there and uh, immensely useful. Yeah. Anybody wants to check that out who's not a subscriber already, just go to rotowire.com/soccertrial and you'll get ten free days to the site, no credit card required, and just play with all of the MLS stats that you'd like. Um, let's move on to the three thirty Eastern game: Dallas at home against Portland. Um, Dallas or really Mauro Diaz looks like Mauro Diaz again, which is a lot of fun. I think he was the first guy in my lineup for this week, even with Portland. Well, I guess Portland defensively really hasn't been that great. Um, <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah. How many Dallas guys, Skylar, did you consider before you got to your first Portland guy? I assume Ooh. it's a little longer since Guzman is away on international duty. Yeah. I mean, I think Valeri's worth, uh, consideration here but 
even at that, he hasn't had a great start to the season. So I don't know. I mean, I've, I've got probably like four or five Dallas guys on my radar yeah. this week. I mean, defenders are in play here. Rito Ziegler is looking good. Um, Diaz, of course. And I, I, I had a Rudy in my lineup this past week, and this feels like he's got he's got to be their go-to guy this season. So, and, and hey, you've got the revenge factor too. So, I like a Rudy again this week. Oh, nice. I feel like this is like the eighth edition of the Rudy <laughs> revenge game against Dallas. But um, yeah, I, the one thing about a Rudy is he never has met a shot that he does not want to take. Yeah. Um, no matter where it is on the field, uh, I don't know how Oscar Pereja deals with it, but I guess it's because. His alternative is Christian Coleman. Um, I I think I would consider even more than Skyler did before a Portland player. Um, I'd probably consider six or seven at least for Dallas. You have the entire back line. You have Jimmy Maurer, who's quite affordable. You have Barrios, who I think has looked extremely good. He was very good last year um, at the end of the season, even though Dallas was struggling. Um, and, yeah, then you have Diaz or Rudy. And you have Lamar who pops up with that random two-goal game seemingly once every couple of months. Um, he just seems to be in the right place at the right time. But he's extremely like it's always two goals too. Like he doesn't. I know it's frustrating. Or a hat trick. It's like always a brace. <laughs> if the if the GPP prize pools were bigger on daily fantasy, um, I'd probably always just have a lineup with Lamar just in case because it would be it would be plus value over the course of the season. Um, I don't know. Portland might have fixed things during their week off, but I'm not counting on it. Um, they, I saw, an, uh, I think it was on an SB Nation blog. They were talking about like, are Portland going to continue to try and press or not? Because Adi and Valeri can't press, <laughs> and especially like without Diego Chara for the first two weeks, like that just seemed like a dumb option. Um, but at the same time, if that's how they're going to play all year, maybe just roll that out anyway, and it's a learning curve. But um, I don't know. I think maybe they've reinvented themselves a little bit during the off week. I hope so. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Dallas is a good bet. Portland still have a pretty good attack, but Dallas is, is like the shortest bet for two goals other than maybe the Red Bulls this week. Yeah, that's pretty much how I looked at. So, did you end up with any Timbers in your lineup? No, definitely not. I didn't even consider any, and um, they're pretty far down my rankings. It doesn't um, doesn't help that I don't know who starts it forward. So. Yeah. Yeah, Skyler, did you end up on anyone? I haven't uh, really, I guess, set my lineup in stone yet. I'd say Valeria is on a short slate worth considering, but I don't think he ends up in my lineup. Yeah. I was thinking the same. All right. Uh, next game is 6 o'clock Eastern, Columbus at home against D.C. United. J.D., I need you to say something to make me feel better now about not having Jayassi's artists in my lineup. Last week? No, now, for this week. Oh, this week. Uh, I think there's pretty much four forward options, and if you went with three that weren't Zardis, that's okay. <laughs> Did you take Kai Kamara, Maxi Arudi, and BWP? Um, that's where I'm headed. Uh, uh-huh. I have Zardis now, actually. Um, my thought is I'll I'll get to Saturday and think, am I really going to play Zardis again? Or not again. I haven't played him yet. 
Like I'm the guy who continues to be stubborn about Zardis, and I'll probably go with Kamara, who I'm usually equally stubborn about. <laughs> but it's probably gonna be it'll be one of those. I think BWP and Arudi are locked in for me. Yeah. Being stubborn is a big weakness of mine in fantasy too. Like if <laughs> if the train's been rolling for a few weeks, I'm just like, Yeah, that guy can't keep doing well and I since I missed it, I just don't want to jump on. But um Zardis has a good matchup. I think it's probably the the worser matchup of BWP and Arudi and uh, Kai Kamara, I'm I'm just not sure he's coming back from a groin injury, but um, by all kind of ways you could look at the game, I think Kai Kamara also has a good matchup. So we'll see. Columbus doesn't have Will Trap. Um, they may not have Pedro Santos. I know he left the game with an injury last week, but I think it it isn't serious. So no Stefan either. A, not that that affects the attack right, as yeah, much, but exactly. Um, so I don't know how it's going to affect how Columbus play. Um, DC United just haven't shown me anything to, to make me confident in them yet. So I have a, a healthy dose of Columbus players, mainly because in addition to the good matchup, they also are pretty much all going to rise in price. Yep. So that's why you get four Columbus guys in there. Um, with the exception being maybe John Kempen in goal, he's 4.5 million and he won't necessarily get a price rise because he hasn't had any performances yet this year. So if he does bad, he's going down um, probably a couple hundred thousand. I don't think a, he's such a low price, he'd have to get a, a zero maybe or a negative to go down 500,000. Mm-hmm. Are we using Kempen or are we rolling with Mara for or, uh, Jimmy Mara for the keeper this week? That's exactly what my next question was going to be. <laughs> uh, well, right now I have those two i you could definitely go with safer options but they're really expensive so yeah it's true it's, i guess we could go bar in the first game and then if he doesn't perform stick uh stick uh Kempen. Kempen. yeah stick Kempen in for the second round yeah i mean robles and sean johnson are the other two options but they're expensive so i don't know unless you like marinovich i was gonna say but, you don't like marinovich yeah i like marinovich I a lot do we think Marinovich is actually good at goalkeeping? I think we know that the players at the Galaxy um, will be trotting out there are not good at forcing goalkeepers to be good. Right. I mean, yeah, either way, he's in a good spot regardless of how good of an actual goalkeeper he is. Like, he could get a clean sheet regardless, I think. Yeah, I guess um, some of, other than Kamara and Alessandrini and probably now Perry Kitchen, um, I don't really and, know that losing the Dos Santos brothers. Dos, is that yeah, they have deal. they have Cerro Cerro Santoses in, in this match, which is honestly not that bad of a thing. I don't. Think. <laughs> <clears throat> I, we'll get uh, we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we so it, it probably uh, a good topic to bring up. Yes. Is he should Diaz have been the first player in Andrew's lineup, or should it have been Iguain? Full disclosure, Iguain was second. Yeah, I figured that. It's kind of like a one-two scenario. Yep. Um, the other concern is he is at such a high price right now. Yeah, he is. Um, there's there's some strong forces um, trying to pull him down in price, I I bet. Um, if he has one poor game, like a three or a four, he's probably going down. Mm. What are your so thoughts, he, 
he's not um he's not as sure of a thing as some of these other Columbus guys like Abubakar and Mensa probably could get a zero and still go up. Yeah. Mensa's already at seven, which is nuts. <laughs> Mensa's been extremely good as well. I mean Abubakar is kind of the the guy that everyone's excited about just because maybe he was cheaper and maybe he's a less known name and also Mensa was uh slightly a little bit of a disaster last year, yeah. at least to start. So um, I think there's a sour taste in people's mouths. But him and Abubakar both have been really good, and Mens has been a little more lively in terms of bonus points. Wait, you're telling me that uh, people aren't gravitating towards Abubakar just because of his hair on the new setup? The that's interface, that's but... why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even need to look anymore. I just said, yep, that's guy, that guy's coming with me. Christian Martinez? No, four and a half. Why? Because he's four and a half. That's all. <laughs> Only oh, reason. I for, I forgot. You need to save salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big, big baller JD over there. Sorry, that's right. <laughs> I can't just roll. <laughs> oh, um, his price is plummeting. Yeah, yeah. He's at four and a half, and I'll take him. He'll be at four. So, but like, if it like... makes you feel any better. I, I would like to have more money so I could get Felipe Gutierrez as my fourth midfielder. That, does, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Martinez as a differential. He impressed me the first game that they played when they went in and, and beat Toronto FC, even though he didn't do anything. Like, he was pretty energetic. I think he's got a game in him that he's going to turn up with a goal or two. And, um, a little rolling Lamar I mean, game? Yeah, potentially, and for four point five million, like that might be a guy that you stick on your bench and see if he does something. And if not, I mean, you might take a little bit of a price price uh, hit, but it's not a bad play. Yeah, nope, I agree with that. I think especially if teams start to to really key on stopping Zardis, um, if Pedro Santos is having a good game, they try to key on stopping him and Pipa. Uh, it's gonna definitely open things up for Martinez. It's just. He's lost five hundred thousand already this year. I don't know if he can go lower um, unless he gets like a zero or a one. So we will see. He's like he's like right around the even range. So anything yeah. he does good, he's going to jump up. I think. No love for Assad on the other side, or Acosta who looked all right. Maddox. Yeah, my problem with DC is I just can't decide. Um, like. Even if I thought they could maybe have a good game, it's like, who do I take out of all of those guys? Ariola, Assad, Maddox, Acosta. Maddox came through for me last week. Appreciate that, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cheap goal for me, too. I mean, it felt like a home opener for D.C., even though it was, was not really their true home. Uh, $7.5 million, I think he was, so... And I, I figured he'd probably be pretty low-owned. It worked out for me all right. But, yeah, in this spot, on the road at Columbus, uh, like J.D. said, just trying to pick out who's going to step up and have a, a good game on the road. Um, probably not going to go anywhere near D.C. this week. Yeah, Maddox, has, uh, he's never really been this active in his career, like just in terms of how much he's getting involved in the offense. Um, he's shooting more which is interesting because sometimes that results in it um flying out of the stadium but um he's definitely getting his chances i just it's it's really tough this week especially to 
to kind of throw a differential on Maddox. Yeah, it's a weird slate where it's it's short, but it seems like you have some pretty clear options. Like, at forward, you have uh, like after the clear options, it really drops off. So yeah. I could I could see why you would like Maddox uh, <clears throat> like high this week. Um, for I mean, you could easily rank him as your fifth forward if you wanted to, and you didn't think Via was going to play. Right, right. Where does Via sit if if he was fully fit? I've got him at number two on my rankings. If if he's fit and if he's starting, if Via is fit and starting, I would probably have him third behind BWP and Arudi, because I think I think Portland has been so bad defensively that whoever's playing forward against them has like a really good matchup. And then you add yeah. in the fact that Arudi loves to shoot. Um, I don't know, just a, even. Even if Via plays, I'm still concerned a little bit about um, his health, and he's just not playing at 100% probably. But yep. it sounds like he's fine. It sounds like he's close. They just might want to hold him out as a precaution. So he would definitely be a top option. Um, it also just hurts a little bit that he's more expensive, and I would want to use his salary elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right, before we head to the last three games, quick mo- uh, quick message Excuse me, from one of our sponsors. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. All right, we got the Red Bulls home against Minnesota. There's talk. Um, we've mentioned BWP multiple times here. I've seen some people like, well, is he really like going to start? He hasn't been starting. Well, I mean, the, the not starting That's ridiculous. is obviously from Champions League to get him ready for that. Um You've mentioned multiple times that how great he looks. I mean, he's got to be locked in. Um, I have him captained right now. Um, is that crazy? Nope. Great. No, not at all. Yeah, he's been he's been on fire. I mean, regardless of scoring goals, he's been assisting as well, which is um, you know, I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he dropped two assists in the. The last Concacaf champions, and they were sweet. They yeah, were I was gonna dimes. say one of they. Right? That's exactly what I was gonna say. Perfect term. Yeah, so I think you can you can lock BWP in here with confidence, and he's probably he's definitely uh, in the mix. I'd say top three for my for my captains this week. Yeah, I got burned by Nikolic last week, so just picking a forward has me a little nervous again, but um. I don't know. I mean, BWP is the highest ceiling captain pick for sure. Without question. Especially since Minnesota, we should mention, they're going to miss Boxel and Calvo. Is that correct? They're two center defenders? 
and Schuler, their defensive midfielder. Yeah, so that's not good because they already <laughs> were bad. <laughs> right. Although people are uh, the big thing on MLSsoccer.com around the league this week is hyping Minnesota like they're they're here. They're a real team. They're going to be great this year. They've turned a corner. Hey, they've won two in a row, man. Come it's on. a lot of Emma, a lot of Minnesota love. Do you guys remember two years ago when Houston won four in a row to start the year and still didn't make the playoffs? <laughs> the same thing. I I don't know. It's just like when you look at the rosters, Minnesota does not pass the eye test, and I I want them to do well. I mostly like the players they have, um, but more in like a, a I like Tommy McNamara way, like not in a wow they're really really good way. So whoa whoa whoa. Apologies to Tommy McNamara here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's give it a break on Minnesota. It's not like they've figured everything out. It's not like Adrian Heath is suddenly this amazing coach. Um, they've gotten some results, and that happens over the course of a season by randomness, by luck, by, um, you know, just having a good streak of form. Let's see if they can do it against New York this week. I don't think they've really played a team that – First of all, they haven't played a team that's that great. Second of all, they haven't played a team that's going to press the hell out of them. Um, I don't know if they can handle it, to be honest. I mean, is Ibsen going to be breaking the press and just feeding through balls to Finlay? I don't think so. I think New York's going to be all over the, the midfield every time Minnesota touches the ball. All right. Skyler, you buying the Minnesota love? Minnesota love? You mean not not JD's Minnesota? Minnesota love. Everybody else's Minnesota love. <laughs> uh, I got you. No, I, I completely agree with JD. I think uh, the results will correct themselves over time, probably starting this week. And uh, yeah, I mean Minnesota, they've got a couple of good results, but like JD said, like let's not jump on the bandwagon just yet. They just lost Molino for the season. They don't look like they really have uh, answers up top with the the. Rem- uh, Ramirez and I just yeah I don't see how they're gonna succeed this season. Ibarra looks pretty I good. Definitely don't think they'll make the playoffs. Right. But Ibarra I mean, looks good, and Toye looks like piece- he's gonna be a a good player too. Yeah, I just think they're kind of a piecemeal team though. It's just I don't think it's something that's gonna be sustainable over the course of the season. So I don't disagree. Yeah, I'm, I'm loading up on New York. <laughs> you will dis- you disagree? No, I don't. I don't disagree. Oh, I gotcha. Um, yeah, what, I'm loading up on Red Bulls this week. How do you how do you load up on them? Like that, I feel like out the, players. the the tough thing is is with the Champions League stuff. It's like we we don't really know who's going to start, and the problem was that the guys who had been filling in have been good. So it's like it's almost mm-hmm. like did they earn more time or did they are we just going to bring everyone back in? Like who are the other guys that you're looking at? Sean Davis. Uh, yeah, Kaku for sure. If he's starting, then he's probably going to be in my midfield. I know he hasn't been uh, posting massive fantasy numbers, but I feel like he's got that big breakout game coming. So he's he's uh, up there. Daniel Royer is up there. If he starts, um, their defensive options are all in play for me here. I think Tim Parker, Aaron Long, um, even Connor Wade. And uh, if you want a little salary relief, Kyle Duncan. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if you, now, if you're you speaking my language now. <laughs> if you feel confident in that clean sheet, then I think Robles is the top keeper this week. 
Um, yeah. Obviously, you're you're paying top dollar for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'll, I will have four Red Bulls in my roster this week. Whoa! All yeah. right. It's probably the same. Kaku is so good. He's definitely in my lineup. Um, I considered being really bold and ranking him as my number one midfielder. But, wow. Um, yeah, I did not. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter who starts. If Bezicourt starts, 6.5, he's a good play. If Etienne Jr. starts, 5.7, he's a good play. Um, Royer, I think, is obviously going to be a pretty good play. Um, like Skylar said, pretty much any defender – was waiting for the Revis shout from JD. Well, I don't still think he's going to start. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. not going to play, but um, he would be ideal because he is the only one other than Bezicourt and Sean Davis that you know is going to get a price rise Yeah, out of the likely starters. That's the, the problem with Royer. He had uh, a, his one appearance, 500,000 drop because it was a substitute appearance. Um. Rzadkowski, two points, dropped 300,000. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to go on with, as far as that's concerned. But, hmm. All right. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, yeah, all right. Let's move on to the 9 o'clock Eastern game, Colorado home against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, I'd like to nominate this for the worst game of the week. Uh, anyone disagree? Nope, that's pretty easy call. <laughs> Uh, so how come Gutierrez didn't quite make your lineup? Because I have Kaku, Iguain, and Diaz, and I'm going three deep at forward as well. So Maybe three, I should four, switch three. Yeah, you've got $140 million. You can do it. Maybe I should. Well, defenders are actually really hard to switch out because they're, I mean, they're as good a bet for high points as forwards and midfielders. Like the... Maybe once you get to double digits, it's more likely it's a, a mid or a forward, but like if you tell me this player scored eight points this week, guess who it is? I'm just as likely to guess a defender is a forward yeah. or a mid. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. And they're cheaper. Right. right. I don't Gutierrez is just uh, maybe I should take out one of the forwards and put Gutierrez in. Um, He's almost guaranteed a rise. Yeah. Almost. I would have to get rid of I would have to get rid of Sean Davis probably. And um, downgrade a forward a little more. Eh, interesting. I'll think about it. <laughs> he's been, aside from scoring goals, he's collecting bonus points too, which is, I mean, you got to love that. He's a machine. A midfielder, yeah. So, I mean, his price is going to keep shooting up. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's a must play, but, I mean, he's definitely not a bad play this week. Yeah. I was trying to think of what player I could compare him to, like to describe Gutierrez to listeners like somebody that's already played in MLS. And it was actually hard, like without doing like a combination of two players. Um, I don't know. It's like if if Javier Morales were were even better defensively than he already was, that might be Gutierrez. Mm, Maybe boy. take away a little bit of the, the shooting flair, um, the free kick prowess. But um, I don't know. He's just – he's very good. He does everything for Kansas City so far. And I think that'll continue. All right. I'm buying. I'm buying. Uh, <clears throat> Skyler, do you have anyone from Colorado? I think uh, Baji is – look, I mean, I think their forwards, whoever starts up top is worth – is in play here just based off of supporting Kansas City's struggles in the back. Um, Colorado at home, I mean, I don't love 
love the Rapids in general, but <laughs> any team at any team at home and going up against a sporting Kansas City team that hasn't shown well defensively, like I could see Colorado slipping a couple of goals in here. Um, so I think Baji's in play. I think maybe Joe Mason in the midfield. Um, and they just signed a new forward. I'm not really sure what his status is heading into the weekend. Um, he won't start, I don't think. He'll probably be a sub. Bully. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'd say maybe Baji and Mason are two that jump off. And then maybe if you want to take a flyer on defense, Marlon Harrison is one that's uh, on my radar. Yeah, Harrison's really basically playing a, a midfield role because yeah. the wings are pushed pushed up pretty high, assuming they can find any any sort of possession or uh, prowess in the attack. Um, but I'm not convinced on Harrison. But he's he's definitely someone that's going to be on my radar every week, though, even though I don't like Colorado. Um, another guy I noticed that's doing a lot for for Colorado through their limited action so far is Johan Blomberg. Mm-hmm. Um, in his only MLS action so far, he had eight points. He just kind of chipped in a bunch of different ways. I think he got an assist. So He won six he tackles, looks, too, which is a decent number. Right, yeah. He, he kind of had to do everything, which is also what Eigner is going to do when he's back and healthy, which seems like that's kind of close. Um, and then behind them would be Jack Price, who's kind of, I I don't know, a, a really poor man's Madunianine. Um trying to figure out what jack price's deal is but i don't i guess joe mason would be the guy i'm really interested to see this game right he's supposed to be everything that kevin doyle wasn't so it's just hard taking him when you've got so many other good midfielder options this week i mean he's he's probably the best play from colorado this game but i don't know how he makes it into my lineup yep nope totally agree would you guys rather have on the other side Gutierrez or Zuzi? All right, Gutierrez. Yeah, I like Zuzi. I mean, I think he's definitely probably the best attacking fullback in the league. Um, I just, I don't know. On the road at Colorado, I mean, yeah, it's a new season. It just seems like that's always one that I want to avoid. And I feel like that pushes Zuzi <clears throat> down a few notches on my rankings this week. Wow. Okay. I mean, he's probably he's still top five, but I mean I like guys like Abubakar and even Aaron Mond from Vancouver a little bit more. Tim Parker, um, I might be going for a clean sheet more this week than I am chasing a Zeus another Zeusy goal. JDF. Yeah, I'm not chasing a, a Zeusy goal, but he's just been uh, pretty much at least half their offense in terms of getting up there and helping create chances. So, yeah. I still really like Zussi this week. Usually Skyler likes him more than me, but it sounds like I, I might like him more. He's he's top three in the league in crosses, chances created, and interceptions so far. Wow. And if you can't learn all that from three games, I don't know what else we can do. But uh, Anyone on Melia? No. Too scared of Baji? I'm not. <laughs> Just too scared of their... Too scared of the Sporting KC back line. Okay. The Sporting KC back line is is terrible. Yeah. All right. They uh, Opara ask. looks totally Opara looks totally lost. I don't know what's up with him. Um, man, it's tough because I 
I can't really figure out what's wrong with Kansas City. Maybe their wings don't defend as much as they did last year, but like they still have Sanchez and Espinoza in the middle, and they have Gutierrez who's doing work as well. Um, so maybe it's just the fact that Zusi and Sinovich aren't helping all that much defensively as much as in prior years. I, I don't know. I'm curious yeah, to see I if mean, they figure it out. It almost feels like they've retooled their attack so much to where they just don't care quite as or they just don't put in as much of uh effort on defense if that makes sense but it feels like they've got enough of an attack this season that they can afford to to uh let a goal up here and there and then you know just counter it with another goal like russell he's a guy we haven't mentioned yet i mean he's been him and, awesome. him and gutierrez working together like that's it's been fun to watch so far like opposite end of the spectrum compared to Sporting KC's back line. Like, their attack has looked really fun. Yeah, but it also still feels like it could be inconsistent. Am I am I alone in that or no? I mean, I think once uh, once teams kind of get a feel for how they're playing, then, yeah, I think – I don't know if it's going to be something that will be something that can keep up over the course of the season. But for, for now, then I think it's something that we have to – keep riding i mean gutierrez and russell are are always going to be uh at least in the near future pretty high up in my rankings yeah no i agree i think um right midfielders uh, in the game yeah my concern with kansas city in the attack is that they don't have a center forward like the the people they've been playing i think have like maybe one or two shots on goal tops which would be Shelton and Rubio. And Rubio, yeah. actually, after after starting the first game, uh, has been playing in the USL. <laughs> yeah, that that happened quick, didn't it? That was pretty poor, that first performance. <laughs> so it's good to actually see somebody being kind of like, hey, you gotta, you got to sharpen your skill set here. This isn't going to work. Yeah. What's, what's also funny is he was like their entire attack at the end of the last couple yeah, months he was. of last year. Yeah. And he's like a, a pretty good young forward. Um, I think he went down and scored in USL. I think he's played twice now down there. But I would—I don't know if he's even going to be on the roster this, excuse me, this weekend. But I still uh, considered ranking him in my <laughs> my top twenty forwards. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's how bad. Okay. Yikes! All right. Uh, all right. Final game of the week, ten o'clock Eastern. Um, Vancouver home against the Galaxy. We mentioned. I think I saw the Galaxy are missing 10 players from either international duty, injury, or suspension. Vancouver has every everyone except Kendall Waston, who helps when he's good and really doesn't help when he's not so good. But uh, you guys seem very high on Kamara. Is there anyone you want to pair him with? This one's not. been tough. I guess not. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Skyler hey, would, uh, would jump in. Sorry, I lost you guys there. I was saying, is there anyone you're pairing Kamara with? You know, I'm uh, I'm kind of stuck on Vancouver. I mean, I think I don't know. I think as far as Kai goes, like you got to factor in that they're playing the last game of the slate, and obviously he's dealing with a groin injury. Apparently, he's back in full training. But if you look at the lineup they rolled out against Atlanta, like it's almost like they just, you know, threw in the flag and said, "Hey, yep. we're gonna." And obviously the the red card twelve minutes in didn't help. But I mean, they were they didn't start Teixeira, they didn't start Jordi Reyna, 
Kai wasn't even in the 18. So, um, you know, I feel like Kai's probably going to be uh, fine this week. So I'd probably be fine rolling him out. I just, you got to have a little bit of hesitation based off of uh, him missing the last game. But um, other than that, I mean, I think maybe a guy like uh, Marcel DeJong in the back, he's supposedly back in full training. I mean, he's a, he's a defender, I think, that might go under the radar this week, but he's a guy that gets forward in the attack too. Even a guy like Jake Nerwinski. Um, I like Vancouver's defensive options this week because, like we said, L.A. is going to be, I mean, I think that they might even be missing up to like 10 first-teamers this week heading into Vancouver. And uh, Vancouver is looking for a big bounce back after getting thrashed at Atlanta. So, I don't know. I, I could see a shutout here, and I could see some goals. So, I like Vancouver's options. I'm just, I guess, a little hesitant to uh, go all in on anybody since they're in that last game. And um, they mixed things up so much last game. Mm-hmm. You feel the same, JD? I think we... Uh, a little bit. It's just tough to pick who to take from Vancouver because we have these other options that all stick out. Um, we already talked about the loaded midfield, and we already talked about the top four forwards, which Kai is in the bottom range of. Um, I think the the play, if you really want some exposure, and it it definitely is reasonable to want exposure to Vancouver, both offensively and defensively this weekend. Um, maybe you budget for Teixeira and uh, – if he doesn't play, you go Jordi Reyna. I would actually prefer Jordi Reyna, but Teixeira has a price rise. He has nine points in the game he played. Reyna is down at a, a two-point average. He's dropped a full $1.5 million so yeah. far this year. Um, yeah, he's taking a big hit. Because of, it's because of some substitute appearances, but I think right now I don't have anybody from Vancouver, but I wish I'd had some people it's just tough to to pick who mm-hmm. um the... I, I don't... go ahead i don't think we can overlook uh davies in this spot i mean he's seven million as a midfielder i think he's fully in play here um i'd say other um, than kai he's probably my top play yeah i, I would prefer reina or maybe even to but i think the thing with davies is you could just go for for sean davis or a red bulls midfielder for less and they're they're safer and they get a a definite price rise i don't know yeah i just feel like davies might have more of an attacking upside i think he has the ability to explode for a big game over a guy like sean davis but i see the angle that you're you're going for there with the the uh, discount on davis he's probably going to be a consistent fantasy point earner i just feel like davis or davies might have a bigger upside yeah, um, so I think uh, Aha for Vancouver center back. He's four point seven million. It's another guy I'm definitely considering. Mm-hmm. If I I'm like it, for Breck Shada. Yeah, I'm waiting for Breck Shea to get get a start up top. You know, he's listed as a defender in MLS fantasy, but um, if he gets a start up top, and obviously last game of the slate, like I don't know if you're going to have a four point five defender option uh, still available, but uh, man, I'd be all over that if he if he gets the nod because he I mean he has been playing some more advanced when he comes on as a sub so I uh, don't think it's going to happen but something that I'm always going to be keeping an eye out for. Yeah, he he's obviously the fourth best forward if Via doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I think the way you could play that if you really 
really want Shea is um, budget for DeYoung or AHA at $4.7 million. That's the same price as Shea. And then you could switch to him. Um, Nerwinski's only four and a half. Yeah, it's yeah. a good show. I, I also don't think he would start up top. I think Blondell would start up top. But um, I Yeah, I mean, I think it would be more of a uh, swap for like a Davies or something to give Davies a, a breather. But Yeah, I think he definitely want Davies running at this uh, Los Angeles Galaxy back line. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about the Galaxy, but um, like Perry Kitchen's out as well. So that, like, if anything, I would say, oh, well, their defense is actually maybe even better than it was because they lost Michael Ciani. Um, but Perry Kitchen being out kind of kind of kills them a little bit in terms of defense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They have a ton of people missing. I'm not even going to name them all, but it's... It's, it's all the ones that you would Kamara, consider playing. Dos Santos, yeah. Um, and I don't Al even Sandrine know if Pontius... Yep, Pontius might not be healthy yet, I don't think. So, it's Servando Carrasco time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to get pretty ugly. It, Which is, it's amazing we're not having more faith in Vancouver's <clears throat> players when the galaxy looks so bad but it would be such an mls thing to do for the galaxy to get a result oh it's going to be three nothing la and we'll just be like oh right <laughs> um, of course i i said i'd i'll have four red bulls players i wouldn't be surprised if four vancouver guys end up in my lineup too wow yeah i mean it's like their defensive options are really attractive this week just based on thinking that they shut out la and then i love kai in this spot especially if he's i mean obviously if he starts and Davies is probably going to be a guy that's in my lineup. Or I mean, I don't know. I've I've got to look at it, but I want to try to work Davies in. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of lopsided options this week, and I get I think what I need to do is go back to the drawing board and evaluate if I need Gutierrez for SKC or if I think Colorado can hang, because yeah. that would be like the one the one game that maybe would be a trap. I think. Um, you could argue like NYCFC also maybe is a little bit of a trap, but um, yeah, Gutierrez would free up space for a Vancouver player, and they have a much better matchup. Um, Colorado actually played played pretty well against Toronto FC in the Champions League defensively, certainly not offensively. So, um, and they've had a lot they've had a lot of time to to figure this game out. So for sure, for sure. All right, we got anything else? That's it for I'm me. Good, yeah. We're right. good. Anyone has any follow questions, you can find JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. You can find Skyler at DraftKicks. I am at Rotowire Andrew. Um, we also have a Slack chat, which is available for all Rotowire subscribers that has a ton of season long MLS talk now that everyone is playing. Um, mostly looking for price rises, but still, we're still judged on points, I think. I say that as JD continues to go up and my team continues to go down. But. Anyway, um, gentlemen, thank you for all of that, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.